0: You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening.
1: Hello, everyone. Andrew Logan here. It is Freedom Friday in Australia, and it is great to be joined Live on Facebook, we're going to be on the podcast, we're going to be on YouTube, we're going to be lots of places because I have a very special guest with me, Erica Dale. Erica, thanks for being here with us today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor, Andrew.
1: Oh, well, absolute honor to have you on. Uh what I mean, we'll get into your story in a sec, but just so everyone knows, like, you know, obviously I love to Talk and train on financial mindsets and helping people, you know, with the podcast, with the YouTube, really trying to help people grow their business, grow their financial mindset and make sure that they sort of avoid some of those mistakes that can happen where people can make money, but then, you know, hit a wall or life knocks them down or things take them away out of the game. Lots of curveballs can come up and often it can be very hard to come back from that and those those setbacks turn into just brick walls that people can't get through. So Erica has been extra awesome because she's going to come in and tell the really raw story of how she's gone through that, how she did start, how she did manage to build a business and then life kind of knocked her around a little bit. Um, but coming through it and the mindset to come through it, the lessons learned and, and coming back up and rebuilding again and getting back on top after being knocked around. So um, I guess, what, what? why don't we just start at the start as we were just talking off air before, like, uh, I, you know, what was it that attracted you to this financial freedom journey to thinking a bit differently to looking outside the square? Were you just like looking for products? Were you actively looking for extra income streams? How did you start and, and what brought you into the industry?
0: Yeah. So for me, um, I think at a young age, I was, I was always, fascinated by entrepreneurism however my father owns a printing company and all i knew about being a business owner was you work an insane amount of hours and so i think that just deterred me from going down that path because i didn't like you know he he was he was a great father and he would show up for everything but guess what after that that softball game or that event he went back to work and so i'm like i don't i don't want to live that way and so I went the normal route, you know, was taught to, to go to school and get a job and life would be great. And at 28 years old, life financially was not great. Um, I came home to a shutoff notification on my, my doorstep for my electric bill in the dead of winter. And I had been introduced to network marketing and I was like, mm, no, that's not for me. Right. And I think a lot of people out there probably at one point have said that about, Different business avenues. Like it's scary or it's it's the unknown. And so when we don't understand something, we tend to just cross our arms and say, no, that's not, that's that's not real. Um, and so for me, it was more of a place of desperation. You know, I had a I had a master's degree, I had a job, and yet I couldn't make ends meet financially. And so in that moment in my life, I remembered my college roommate had reached out and said, you know, you should do this. And I just called her up and said, Tell me, like, what do I have to do to do this? Because if this brings in a couple hundred bucks a month, I'll never have the the devastation of a shut off notification and and um, just that moment of having to go to an assistance office and ask them to pay my bill because I had no other way to do it.
1: Yeah, awesome, so powerful, and yeah, I mean, if you're watching on live, comment below if you can if you can resonate with what Eric was talking about there, and probably a couple of things are to to work with right off the start there. The first one when you talk about and it's and it's so funny because I was just I was doing a, a Zoom coaching call with uh, with some ladies um, just last night and one of the ladies was saying how you know everyone when she's talking is always like that sounds too complicated that's I'm you know it's, I'm I'm too busy all that kind of stuff I don't have the time and I said you're probably making it sound a bit too complicated if everyone's mm-hmm. saying I don't have the time you're possibly something in what you're saying is making them feel that way and when we asked she said yeah you know I talk about how I have an online business and I said as soon as you say that word business like um, people you know put up the thing and you know as you said you traditional business for your father and and for me you know coming from a traditional business background it can you know it's a labor of love it's a passion it's something you love to do but it, it can really take over your life at times and and you're, you will you know, you are your only employee in a lot of ways as well. And it um, it can really overwhelm you. So obviously there was that little bit of negativity from that and that little bit of resistance and 100% because that was me. I'm like, why do I need a second business? I've already got one. <laughs> and like I don't have time for a second one. This one's yeah. like my life, my, my heart and soul is in this other one. So but the second thing and the really important thing that we can really build off here is, the the power of a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. and and we can get so caught up in that the big story and the huge vision and and the end game and and it is you know it is possible anything's possible if you set your vision and you match your work ethic and ambition together anything is possible but for so many people a couple hundred dollars can be literally life changing
0: yeah, and
1: i mean that was it for us when we started we needed a couple hundred dollars a week a couple hundred dollars a week meant Angie could stay at home when the kids, you know, when when Jack was born, and and that was just the difference. And we can get so caught up sometimes in telling that crazy big story that it's it's almost unbelievable for people. But hey, like someone was able to help you make a couple of hundred dollars a week, so did you get started? Like, did you just hit results straight away or were you like me and you sucked at the start? <laughs> and you were horrible. terrible. You made all the horrible. mistakes. Yeah. 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 So think, what were some of your great lessons there from? Um, sucking at the start? For me,
0: it was, I had six years of schooling and I, I honestly felt, not sub not not on a conscious level but on a subconscious level that i was better than this industry i was better than what they were telling me to do and and you know the the quote leaders are readers and i'm like i've spent six years reading i'm done i'm not reading anymore and so i really just kind of was trying to buck everything i was being taught instead of just saying okay tell me what to do and i'll do it
1: yep yeah know that and again like well, health science background degree business like. I I know what to do here. Like yeah. you don't need to tell me what to do. Like I had I had all those mindsets. So you did manage to get success, and this is where you know guys I really want to honor how real and raw Eric Eric has been here with us. That um, then life kind of knocked you around, right? And and all that you'd built and all that you'd worked was suddenly kind of in jeopardy. So yeah. how did that feel? How because it's almost like you, you're almost back to coming home to a notice on the door again, right? Like the exact position you were trying to get out of.
0: Almost exactly. I mean, and, in, in, you know, I had had pretty much gone completely backward financially. Um, and some of that, well, we'll, we'll get into that is just I didn't know how to keep the money that I was making. Um, and also coming from a place of lack, there was a lot to make up for. So there was a lot of debt to start to pay off and um, and then I, you know, went through a breakup and moved and, and all the things that life does to you. And I remember just like, I have to get a job. I mean, I had to go back and get a a job. And it was almost humiliating. Like, I, I, I'm unemployable at this point. But you got to pay the bills, you got to put food on the table. And so that's exactly what I did. And in, in 2014, I um, actually started dating my now husband, who owned gyms, and his manager had just quit. And I was like, I've got a lot of extra time. Why don't you just let me manage the gyms? And I kind of sweet talked my way into this job pretending I didn't actually need it because I was still of a place where I didn't want people to understand or to know where I was in that financial place.
1: Yeah. And you can see that happening a lot, isn't it? And we, you know, we, we reach a certain level and then there's there's obviously like other, other people's expectations and, and obviously, you know, no one likes to fail and no one likes to be seen as that. Um, you, you're, Erica's husband is buff, by the way. I mean, speaking of like gym owner, like <laughs> he's just massively ripped. By the way, everyone. So if you if you ever see them on on social media, I'll give you uh I'll give you Erica's links to, later. But we'll talk about that financial stuff in a bit because obviously it's, it's so important to unpack. But what? How do you come back from that? Like, because for so many people, it's just like okay, never again. Mm. Like once bitten, twice shy. You know hell hath no fury like a woman's corn kind of thing. Like how do you turn that around and how do you come back from such a devastating time in your life?
0: Yeah, I think it, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that when you get a taste of that, you may say those things, you may say I'm never going back to that, but I think it's always in the back of your mind. Um, and I, I knew what was possible. And so, yes, I did go back, and I did get a job, and and you know worked for my husband or my boyfriend at the time. And um, I just there was just something that was missing, always missing. And so it, I was approached again a couple years later, and I was like, Ugh, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this again. I don't know if I, I want to build again. But in the same breath, I said, I know it's possible. I know the freedom that this can bring. And I want to do it the right way, and so I just kind of allowed myself to dream again and and to to really look big picture as to what we could go out and do.
1: Mm. And how about from a, a personal development point of view? Like, did you find you had to? You said, I mean, you didn't like reading books there for a little bit, but did you find you you had to find you know that external motivation, that external help, or or could you find it all within for you?
0: No, I and at this point, I had been you know, I'd kind of fallen on my sword in that journey and, and was reading and was listening to audibles and, and doing all the things I should have done when I first started out. Um, if you came to my house now, there's just bookshelves of books and, and all of that, but definitely had to have the external and the internal. I mean, you have to have both, I think. Um, but I I'm very much a carrot chaser, so to speak. And so when there are incentives and things that are out in front of me, I like to go. I like the challenge. I like to go after them, but I don't think that you'll achieve a lot of that without the the intrinsic and the internal motivation.
1: Mm. And yeah, I mean, the clue here, right? Like people, people in personal development journeys, successful people, people who have got through a lot of things. There's there's those the the environment and what you're putting into your mind. You know, the audibles, the podcasts, the okay. good books, and you know, I, I've like I always remember. I think it was Jim Rohn or Zig, Zig Ziglar, like you know. I, I love having a huge bookshelf and I haven't read all of them, but I just walk past and feel smarter. Like I just, I, <laughs> just I get by having them about out. a
0: book once a week and I buy it right away. And I'm like, when am I going to read this? Because they're just piling up.
1: <laughs> yeah, Angie and I went away for our anniversary uh, a month ago for our 10 year anniversary. And that was like, oh my goodness, I've got a chance to actually catch up on so many of the books. And the two of it, it was perfect. We just sat and caught up on so many of these great books. Awesome. Um, but I think that the one other thing here that's, that's, that I love to talk about as well, and I think it's really, really cool how you've talked about it is that, you know, often people will say, you know, when they start into, you know, when we start into entrepreneurship, when we start going down different pathways, and there's always that like, can you guarantee this will work? Like, what's the guarantee here? And for me, the, the answer is always generally quite standard, like, well, I can't, but I can guarantee you what will happen if you don't. Yeah, And I can essentially almost guarantee you that if you don't try, if you don't sort of give it another go in your course, you know, if you don't just at least try this for a little bit, then life is going to be exactly the same in 5, 10, 20 years. Like that's really the guarantee, wasn't it? Like you were sitting there and there was always that little bit of hope or in the back of your mind that will, the guarantee here is just to continue down this path or there's, there is that slight hope of something on the, on the other side of the fence, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I I love that you said that. I think um, there is no guarantee, but is there a guarantee in anything that you're currently doing either? And there really isn't, you know, it may seem safe or stable, but especially right now in 2022, our world is just pretty crazy and chaotic but I like how you worded it and said, you know, what, what does life look like in five years if you don't do it, if you don't give this a shot.
1: Mm. And that was me. I mean, that was like, well, I think it's going to be a bit groundhog day here at some point. Like I've got to give it a go. So (laughs) let's, um, let's talk about the really sort of juicy topic here as far as, and, and I like to talk about it. There's sort of, you know, there's three sides to a coin. There's, there's, kind of making money and then there's taking care of it, you know, keeping yeah. it and taking care of it. And they're the sort of heads and tails of the coin. And then the outside, like the actual edge of the coin is sort of that third side of the coin. And there's, there's literally like an infinite, in a circle, there's an infinite number of ways out there in the world to create an extra income at the end of the day.
0: absolutely. One of the
1: first things is obviously finding what's great for you, like finding the edge of the coin where you can dive in and like, this is it, this is my vehicle, this is my home. But where we can go wrong, obviously, is thinking that the vehicle is the destination. Mm. But the destination is, no, I've got to earn the income and then take care of it. And we find the right vehicle for us and we go from there. So what are you doing now differently? I'd love to know, like, how do you how do you set yourself up now to make sure that you're not just creating an extra income, you're not just, you know, building up your cash flow, but you're actually creating that freedom now. You're actually making sure that, this is how we like we take care of it and we give it a job basically like we give our money a job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. I think for me, I mean, I was pretty young in my journey in the beginning and I just, I didn't have a lot of the money mindset. You know, I had to unlearn a lot of things that were taught to me and I think that's, that's no different for most people. Um, one big blessing is my husband, Jesse was very intelligent when it came to money and what to do with money. Um, but it was more on a savings part. And so even, even there, we both have had to really flip the script on what are we doing with our money? You know, we used to have a goal, like let's watch the bank accounts grow and we wanna get them to a certain point. And then we started investing and we started to you know really diversify our buckets. So we, we, you know, we're into um, real estate now and investments and just, you know, we have multiple businesses and different different avenues, but getting, like you just said, getting our money to work for us because when it's sitting in the bank, yeah, it might, it might look cool when you log into your bank account, but at the end of the day, what is it doing for you? It's, it's, it's collecting dust. I mean, you might as well just keep it under your mattress at that point. And so we really have figured out like, okay, we can take this. And if we put it here, this will make this much and and just really playing with it. And it's almost, it almost becomes a game. It's almost kind of fun, you know, and we're we're still learning. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it's, it's, I love helping people make money. But what does it matter if they don't know how to keep it and they don't know how to do something with it to to let it grow?
1: Yeah, you can put all the hoses in the top of a bucket, right? If there's, if there's holes in the bottom, it's, it's never going to work. And um, I love what you say, because it's, it, I mean, it's it is almost like a game, but it's. I think it's just that once you, you know, once once the chains of habit become so strong that you can't break them, right? Like once you set that mindset, and once you, you know, realize you needed to just do things a little bit differently, it's almost now. It's like it's hard to stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like because you you know, like the the endorphin release is. Hey, we just put hundred dollars in our investment account instead of hey, I just bought a new pair of shoes. Like the. Yeah. The endorphin release is sort of switched around, and we reward ourselves on the investment, and it's just it's that habit. But yeah, I always like to say, you know, money's like manure. If you spread it around, lots of things grow. If you keep it in a pile, it's just like it's mm-hmm. basically just a pile of crap kind of stuff. So, um, it's cool. it's, yeah, and and that's what you're doing, right? So you're so so you're diversifying in the bucket. So how when we talk like because like we we love real estate, and that's sort of. You know, primarily for us, like it's real estate, and then you put a little bit of money in into other things as well, like the the more sort of speculative things, they got a little bit of stuff, the the sort of safer money and the, the higher the majority of the money is just into the sort of real estate assets. Do you sort of actively sit there with a financial plan each year of this is what percent's going in there? Or do you just try and say, look, what we've got this financial mindset and we're gonna be nimble on whatever comes up?
0: Yeah, more, more of the latter. Um, and, and we're the exact same real estate is kind of the the biggest baby. And then we definitely diversify into other you know avenues and different things. But um, I think just like that, like, yes, get some safety, get some some places that are safe. I think real estate is safe. It's risky. It's all risky. But um, but I enjoy it also. So it's kind of that it's become a passion as well. Um, but no, we don't. We don't necessarily sit down and say this is this is exactly what we're going to do, but we we want to we want to have enough or to to be smart enough that when opportunity presents itself, that we can jump on it. We don't have to miss out on that.
1: Mm, awesome. And and last sort of question here: when you talk about it's so you obviously you you had those challenges and life life throws throws you the curveball. You're sort of sitting there like for a little bit, what eight years ago, saying kind of never again then then you do start to switch your mindset up how was the fear slash excitement on that first investment like how was the how were the butterflies in the tummy and that when you made that first investment when you said okay like we're actually at a point mentally and you know financially in life where we can start to go down this path how exciting was that
0: it it was awesome it's really it's exhilarating you know and I think I don't know if if I have a different mindset and maybe people out there can relate to this, but because I started with nothing, I became successful. I found success and then I went back to where I was and then did it again. I don't think I have as much fear when it comes to jumping in and, and doing like, I just jump. I figured out, I literally figure things out on the way down. Um, I'm, I'm into short-term rentals. That's kind of our niche and everyone will come to me. Cause we have several and they're like, well, did you take a course? Did you, I'm like, no, I just, I just put it up on the sites and figured it out and, and, you know, made some mistakes along the way, but I wasn't fearful because I'm, I'm of that mindset. Like we'll figure it out. And even if maybe we make a couple mistakes, we'll power through that and we'll, we'll work through it and we'll make it happen. Um, but that being said, I think there's the safety net that allows you to have that excitement versus the fear at this point.
1: Mm, yeah everything's figure outable isn't it and I mean well personally I can tell you by about the fourth or fifth house you start to figure it out like it took okay. me um <laughs> I think the the third one the sec- the s- second or third one was the real bomb and then I think it was the third one where we learned a lot of lessons by about four or five you start to to learn what to do from there. <laughs> going, yeah yeah and and I think yeah as you said it's it's about okay well and and so powerfully in what you said there was that like this is almost the mindset, not to put words in your mouth, but almost the mindset of like, this is house money the second time around. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: cause I know I can do it. I yeah. know I can rebuild. And, and, you know, I, I started investing in my twenties and and being, you know, 20, young and single and a male with an ego kind of stuff. Like, you know, you were reckless there. And, and there was that sort of like, oh, well, it's okay. Cause I can just make it back. Like, you know, I had a profession, I had a good income I had no responsibilities outside of like you know my rent kind of stuff yeah and so it made me reckless and because it was like you know I can always make it back then you know thank goodness for so many reasons obviously thank goodness I met my wife um because then it was suddenly like actually you've got to be a bit smarter here like this is not not just your money anymore now like this is you know yours as a couple money and these are shared goals and these are shared visions and that's then when, yeah, we actually like, well, how do we do this without the stupid risk and how, for me, it was understanding the accumulation mm-hmm. because all through my 20s, it was like, you just, you just got to find that what, like, what's the next Bitcoin kind of thing? Like, what's the right. next Tesla? What's the next Apple? Like for me in my 20s, it was like, what's the next Apple? You're watching Apple just explode yeah and you're trying to swing for the fences. And it was like, actually, no, the accumulation is where it's really at, right? Like the accumulation of wealth is, is the key. So last thing just on that like how do you stay patient because you're obviously driven now you're obviously seeing the success uh, you're obviously in this excitement and a lot of people can get caught up in impatience and kind of YOLO and just hey you know what and and again I saw it on your social media you're like hey Jesse let's go traveling like two days ago you were like let's let's just go traveling again like <laughs> stuff everything uh, Angie and you I were just talking about it yesterday we're like how long how long could we stay in the Maldives for if we sold everything? Like, how long do you reckon we'd we'd be yeah. able to survive there if we Sometimes just?
0: Sometimes that seems really great. Yeah. Right?
1: yeah, just fire sale everything and go on this huge uh, holiday. Yeah. How, how do you stay patient?
0: I think it's just having that that big picture and that vision of you know. But I also you have to find the balance because at the end of the day, you can't take it with you when you die. You know, mm-hmm. and and I, like if you follow Rob Spear, he always says um die with die with memories, not with dreams. And so I think you do have to find that balance. But I think just having the big picture and and creating plans like you mentioned so you know kind of where you're heading versus just day to day like, oh, I'm gonna put it here or or, you know, chasing the next big stock or whatever you're into. So really kind of having that like maybe it's a yearly goal, you know, we want to accumulate XYZ by the end of this year and next year we want to do this so we do have that we just kind of make it up on our on our own versus mm. having the planner. But yeah, yeah. just the big picture and the big vision is what what'll keep you grounded and not chasing the the comparison of what you're seeing on social media.
1: Well, I think for us and and I was asked a similar question the other day on when I was a guest on a podcast and just for us like. Why do I love this industry? Because so many of the experiences we get come with being in the industry. You know, we get to, you know, Angie and I are going to New Zealand in a couple of weeks to run an event there, and we get to take the kids with us. You know, and the kids get to come and have a have a holiday. Essentially, they get to see mum and dad work, but they also get to, you know, just just have this little mini break. Um, you know, just just as we come towards the end of the craziness, they get this little mini break. So many of the the opportunities they've had, some of the opportunities we've been able to have you know, are uh, all part of the package. And that's where it's like, it does become easier to stay patient because it's yeah. like, well, yeah, we can stay patient because, because, Hey, we just got this amazing holiday. Like that's, that's also work. Right. So Erica, I, I want to respect your time. I want to thank you so much for being here on your Thursday night. Cause I actually discovered this morning, it's your, well, it's your engagement anniversary, right? So you're, yeah,
0: well, I just remember that like, <laughs> yeah, like <it's> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks for Facebook members. So I uh, Sorry, like I, I was on a plane once, and my Facebook memories were like, hey, "It's your anniversary," and I quickly like did a post, and then Angie's like, "Actually, no, it's tomorrow," and because I was in a different time zone, like I had yeah. got the whole
0: ahead of it, babe. Yeah, and I
1: was like, "Oh, okay." So I got off the plane, and everyone's like, "Happy anniversary, like guys!" Oh, so it's actually tomorrow. I was just in the wrong time zone, but um, well, yes, you should be off, you know, having an, an anniversary dinner, and so I want to thank you. So, guys, if you do want to reach out to Erica if you love her story you can reach out to her her Instagram it's up on the screen now if you're listening to the podcast it is who is Erica Dale and that is Erica with a K so E-R-I-K-A-D-A-L-E who is Erica Dale and also her website who is com, where you can sort of hear more about what she's been able to achieve and what they're able to do thank you so much for being on thank you so much for sharing your story and really hopefully helps other people as well just if you are being hit by something in life, if you are getting knocked down, surround yourself with good people, surround your, you know, yourself with a great environment. Put great things into your mind and just, you know, there is always that hope that you can rebuild. And and I think ever well everyone i've spoken to at least the the second time is much better they reckon the first yeah. time is kind of like yeah but the second time is when you really learn the skills that's I when agree. you <laughs> yeah you really really it's it's a lot more juicy so erica thank you so much for your time thank you everyone for watching in on the live or if you're watching the replay on youtube if you're listening in on the podcast thanks for having us in your life and we'll see you all soon thank you